1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello
0: everyone, welcome to the April 27th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The NFL Draft is this week. I got bets to break down for that, and also going to talk a little NHL playoffs. Yes, there's still a couple of regular season games left to be played, Uh, a couple of potential seeding changes, but for the most part, we know who's going to play, and we likely know who the first round matchups are going to be, so I'm going, going to rank every single playoff team from 16 to number one in terms of my perceived betting value like if you came to me and said Ian who should I bet on to win the Stanley Cup I will rank the teams in my opinion from 16 all the way up to number one very excited for the NHL playoffs it's gonna be a fun postseason in hockey one of the I think it's gonna be one of the most exciting ones that we've seen in recent history just very top-heavy a few teams that play an exciting style of play it's going to be fun but first i am going to get into some prop bets that i have placed for the nfl draft let's not waste any more time my friends it is the april 27th episode of the bacon bets podcast let's go
1: no lisa the only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother i call him gamblor and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon cloth
0: than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. Alright, let's start with some NFL draft props. Of course the first round is Thursday night. The majority of these props are for the first round. There are a couple that will leak into the second round. Um, but a few caveats I do want to say. Number one, I'm not an NFL draft expert. I'm not even a college football expert. Uh, I'm placing these bets for fun. I did some research, research, mostly based off other people's mock drafts and what I think, kind of my own opinions on how the draft will go and teams' needs and and things like that. So bet on these with caution. If you are going to tail, maybe make it half a unit each. Um, but I like betting on the NFL draft. It makes watching it a little bit more exciting. Uh, I usually go around half a unit for each of these two. I'm not getting crazy, because we're betting on the NFL draft. No, even, even the experts get their mock drafts dead wrong every single year. And on top of that, this is going to be one of the most unpredictable drafts in recent memory. So let's just place a few bets and have some fun and when I break these down and when I give them to you, there's going to be some I don't even really have too much of an explanation for. I don't have stats, I don't have inside information, or any or anything like that. So, with that being said, let's get into them. My first prop bet for the NFL draft is who's going to be selected first overall. Now, it's going to be an unpredictable draft, like that's what every single expert is saying. So why not start off with a surprise first overall pick? I'm going to butcher his name. Ekam Ekonwu. That is the offensive lineman. Obviously, the two popular picks are the two uh, pass rushers. Uh, I don't think it's going to be either of them, though. I, I mean, if it's going to be unpredictable, let's just start with the surprise right off the bat. Uh, he is plus 550 to go first overall. Obviously, that would be to uh, the Jaguars. And also, this is, pick isn't completely out of the blue. I did find at least one mock draft. Bucky Brooks of NFL.com does have him going first overall, so it's not a crazy bet to make, but let's, like I said, plus 550, people are saying it's going to be an unpredictable draft, why don't we just start off with a little bit of a long shot to be selected first overall, so Ekam Ekonwu, offensive tackle first overall, plus 550, I'm just going to go down this list, I don't really have them in any particular order, Um, I will let you know, I don't usually like to advertise what books I'm betting these at, but I know I'm going to get questions, so the majority of these are at Bovada. Uh, there are a couple that are at Bet Online, and I will let you know which ones those are because I went to Bet Online for a couple of them because I got a lot better value. Uh, first quarterback selected. Let's go Kenny Pickett plus 130. Obviously, it's gonna be either him or the Liberty quarterback, Malik Willis. Once again, one of the rules I'm following for betting on this year's NFL draft, it's gonna be unpredictable. So let's let's, you know, get a little crazy with some of these. There's basically two there's basically three rules I'm gonna follow. Unpredictability, SEC bias, and I think a lot of receivers are going to be picked early and often. Those are my three general rules for betting on, on this year's draft. So can he pick it to be the four, first quarterback selected? doesn't matter when he's selected, um, but if he's the first quarterback selected, that's, that'll be a plus 130 bet on that next, once again, these are not in any particular order whatsoever, Uh, John Mechie III out of Alabama, wide receiver, I got him under 56 and a half at minus 120 that's probably going to be the only pick of mine that's going to leak into the second day, Uh, a little Alabama bias though, kind of checks two of my boxes, number one, SEC bias, Alabama bias, and number two, I think receivers are going early and often, so I'm going to take him under 56 and a half at minus 120 Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau The Oregon pass rusher, I have him over four and a half at plus 120. Apparently there's reports coming out that he may not love the sport of football. Uh, So I think he's going to drop out of the top four. A little plus money value on that. Uh, I think a corner could get selected in the top four. And then uh, two other pass rushers plus uh, the offensive line Ekam Icom- Econmu, which would leave Thibodeau outside of the top four. So I'll take him over four and a half at plus 120. Like I said, for this next one, SEC bias over 10 and a half SEC players drafted in the first round at minus 130. Uh, all of the mock drafts that I'm looking at have this, have either 10 or 11 SEC players. Like every single one is either 10 or 11. So. I'm going to base this on SEC bias. Give me over 10.5 SEC players drafted in the first round at minus 130. Mr. Irrelevant, which if you don't know, is the last player to get drafted in the entire draft. So I guess this doesn't even leak into the second. This one leaks into the last pick of the draft. Uh, It is a coin flip. Basically, I'm just going to take punter defense minus 120 because I think defense is a little bit more deep in this draft from what I understand. Uh, but if you look at historical data, it's basically right down the middle. Like I think it's the last six drafts, or the last player's three times been an offensive player and three times been a defensive player, so no real historic advantage one way or the other. Uh, just for funsies, just for the last day of the draft, give me punter slash defense at minus 120. Uh, going back to another Kenny Pickett uh, prop bet, this is for the Steelers to draft Kenny Pickett at plus 300. Obviously, he's a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, apparently they've been meeting with him quite a bit they like him quite a bit i think it just kind of makes sense i think you know if he's available there where do they pick 20 i think if he's available there I think they take him I think i don't know i think i maybe I'm just <laughs> looking too much into the fact that he went to pit <laughs> maybe who knows uh, but that's a three to one uh this next one I took at bet online because the odds were very different and that's for the Falcons to draft Malik Willis now I think the Falcons are going to go wide receiver that is the general consensus I hope as a Falcons fan they go either wide receiver I'm fine with wide receiver I wish they went pass rusher if one of those top guys do fall to them like maybe Thibodeau does fall to him I wouldn't mind them taking a pass rusher although getting (sighs) Falcons draft pass rushers like Bears draft quarterbacks like none of them ever work So then them taking a guy who may not love football very much and Kayvon Thibodeau, that would be actually fitting for the Falcons. And then he just doesn't pan out. That would be fitting. Um, But the reason why I'm taking them to draft Malik Willis is because obviously the fans want him. uh, I believe he's a Georgia guy. Uh, I believe he went to high school with uh, A.J. Terrell, I think. Did I dream that? I think he's a Georgia guy. Let me look it up here. Uh, I don't think the Falcons are going to do what the fans want them to do, but if they do, and they kind of, yeah, he's from Atlanta. If they go for the sexy pick here, hometown boy, get the fans back on your side after the whole Deshaun Watson ordeal, uh, potentially quarterback of the future. I, I don't want them to do it, so this is a little bit of an emo hedge. If it does happen, at least I win a bet at 9-1. Uh, Bovada has this at 5-1, so that's why I went to bet online for this one. Uh, quite a big difference between 5-1 and 9-1. Little bit of an emo hedge here. Um, I hope they do go wide receiver or pass rusher, but if they do something stupid and take quarterback when they literally need every other position on the team, at least I'll cash a 9-1 to bet. Uh, then we got Cardinals... Uh, first position drafted, I got wide receiver plus 250 with Christian Kirk gone in the offseason of the Jaguars. I think that's their biggest need. Get Kyler Murray a little bit more help there. Colts first position drafted, wide receiver plus 250. Get Matt Ryan a little bit of help there. They don't really have much in terms of receivers there in Indianapolis. Get Matt Ryan a little bit of help, and that could be a Super Bowl contending team. Saints first position drafted, wide receiver plus 350. Um... Who knows what's going on with Michael Thomas. They don't really have much for receivers there. Uh, If they hope, you know, I I don't know who's going to start for them, Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, but I saw that the betting favorite at Bovada for Saints' first position drafted as quarterback. That seems like that's not going to happen since they have Winston and Andy Dalton. So I'll I'll go wide receiver, plus 350. I think there's some value there. Uh, Eagles' first pick Uh, And this is, uh, I kind of like this one quite a bit. This one might be my favorite one. Eagles first pick to be a defensive lineman or an edge rusher, plus 225. Most mock drafts I'm looking at have them taking a defensive lineman. Uh, The other option is a wide receiver, but I think they've just taken so many wide receivers in the first round. They're going to feel stupid, I think, if they go wide receiver again. So I'll go Eagles defensive line, edge first pick for the Eagles, plus 225. Uh, Buccaneers first position drafted cornerback plus 250. I think that was their biggest weakness this past season. Sure, they might go different position. It might go offensive line to give Tom Brady a bit more protect- protection. Uh, but I think their biggest weakness was their secondary last year. So first position drafted cornerback plus 250. Uh, and then finally, uh, kind of the one of the rules that I've been following, I'm kind of going all in on this, is that We're going to see a lot of receivers taken in the first round, so I'm on over 6.5 wide receivers drafted first round at minus 105. Uh, Looks like there's definitely going to be six. Drake, London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, mispronouncing all these names, Jameson Williams, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. Those six look all but locked in, Uh, so then we just need another one to drop into the first round, and Chiefs have a late-round pick there. Uh, so, th- I mean, that could certainly be it. Uh 29, they could draft a wide receiver. They certainly need one to ha- kind of help replace Tyreek Hill. So maybe Christian Watson drops into the first round. Maybe Sky Moore drops into the first round. So I'll take over 6.5 wide receivers draft in the first round at minus 105. So that is my list of picks for the NFL draft. That is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 prop bets for the 2022 NFL draft. I think that's my limit. I don't think I want to place any more <laughs> any more bets than that. Uh, all right. Good luck with your NFL drafts. Hit me up on Twitter uh, with your picks for the NFL draft. I'm curious if you think if you have a bet that you thinks a lock. Tweet at me, DM me. Maybe I'll follow along. Maybe I will place a couple more bets if you think there's one that's a lock. Once again, I'm not a draft expert. I'm not even that big of a college football guy, so. Um, Not super confident in any of these, but if you guys have a really confident play, let me know. Alright, let's get to the NHL playoff talk here. Like I said at the start of the show, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rank all 16 NHL playoff teams. I'm assuming the Golden Knights aren't getting in as of recording this late tonight at midnight. The Golden Knights would have to win out and the Stars would only need to get one point. Our Stars would have to lose out completely. They can't even go into overtime. They'd have to lose in regulation their last two games. Golden Knights would have to win their last two games. Not likely. So I'm assuming the Golden Knights won't be in. I'm assuming we have our 16 playoff teams. So I'm going to rank them from number 16 all the way to number 1 in terms of betting value. That is important. I'm not ranking how good each team I think, uh, how good I think each team are. I'm talking strictly betting value to win The Stanley Cup. Because if you don't understand that. Then a few of these picks are going to be confusing. Especially the first team that I'm going to name. Who I think has the least amount of betting value. To win the Stanley Cup. The Colorado Avalanche. Who are plus 350 favorites to win the Cup. They're the number one overall seed in the NHL. Best record. Most points. Stanley Cup favorite. And I am begging you to not bet On the Colorado Avalanche. Allow me to list you their statistics this season. I'm a slave to advanced analytics in NHL. I can't help it. But I truly think the Avalanche are not as good. As the record might indicate. Now I'm not calling them frauds. Because they are still a very, very good team. I am not calling them frauds. I want to be very careful about that. But they do not deserve to be plus 350 favorites. And that is one of the worst bets I've ever seen that you could place on a team to win their championship. This season they're 7th in Corsi percentage, 10th in expected goals per 60 minutes, 12th in expected goals against per 60 minutes, 13th in high danger scoring chances, 24th in high danger scoring chances against... And then 6th in both shooting percentage and save percentage. So the simple stats, the non-advanced analytics, shooting percentage and save percentage, they rank 6th. 7th and Corsi, those are pretty good. But then the other four I mentioned, all outside, well, one, they're 10th. And then 12th, 13th, and 24th. Those are not the numbers of a team that should be plus 350 favorites to win the Cup. I don't think they're the best team in the West. I think the Calgary Flames are the best team in the Western Conference. And I think the Minnesota Wild might actually be a better team in the Central Division. I think, bold prediction, the Wild will beat the Colorado Avalanche in the second round. I think the Wild get past the Blues. I think the Avalanche do beat the, um, whoever they're going to play. Probably the Stars, I think. And then the Avalanche will lose to the Wild in the second round. I think if the Avalanche played in the Eastern Conference this year, I think they'd be like the fifth or sixth best team. I think they beat up on bad Western Conference teams. It boosted their record. And now, hey, they're a good team. I could be wrong. They could go win the cup. But betting value? Worst on the board by far. 15th, the St. Louis Blues at 18-1. to I've been calling them frauds all season. You look at their advanced analytics. 20th in the NHL in Corsi percentage. Now, the reason why they have had a good season... And the reason why they could be dangerous in the playoffs is their shooting percentage. First, in the NHL in shooting percentage this season, 12.37% of their shots on net go in. And that's kind of displayed by their difference between their expected goals per 60 minutes and their actual goals per 60 minutes. And expected goals, they're expected to score 2.9 goals per 60 minutes, but this season they scored 3.74 Goals per sixty minutes, so their expected goals is like eight point six, eight point four, point eight four goals per game more than what they're expected to score, which is an insane difference. They're twenty fourth in high danger scoring chances. They don't create good scoring opportunities, but they can find the back of the net. So the question is, is that level of shooting? sustainable in the playoffs or when you're gonna be playing against the best teams in the NHL. I don't think it is. I could be wrong with uh, with that but at 18 to one I don't think there's any value on them to win the cup. They have to beat a very hard wild team and then likely play against the Colorado Avalanche in the second round and those advanced analytics are not promising. I don't think they can keep up this level of scoring. Especially in the second round, because they would play against the Colorado Avalanche team. It was the number one save percentage in the NHL. So I don't think there's any value in the St. Louis Blues at 18 to 1. Stay away from them. Now, it's going to hurt me to say the 14th team on my list. That is my dear, beloved Toronto Maple Leafs at 10 to 1. Now, I'm going to get this out of the way because when the playoffs start next week, I will be in full delusional Maple Leafs fan mode. So while I still have a clear head, let me tell you the truth because as soon as the playoffs start, I'm going to start going on Twitter saying the Leafs are the best team in the world and they're going to go win the cup. But at 10 to 1 odds, I cannot recommend you betting on them. Their goaltending has fallen apart. 27th in save percentage since the start of the new year. Let me repeat that. 27th. In save percentage in the NHL, they are last amongst all playoff teams in save percentage. And I just don't think a team that has no goaltending can win the Stanley Cup. With that being said, Jack Campbell has looked a little bit better recently. He actually got a shutout against the Red Wings now, to be fair. He only saw 20 shots against. And the first half of the season, Jack Campbell is one of the best goalies in the NHL. But I haven't seen enough for me to... Say that this team has any betting value ten to one because not only do they not have any goaltending, but they're cursed. They haven't won a playoff series since 2004. They've lost in the first round like five or six straight years, and most of them, except for the first time, it it went to a game seven. Or in the COVID year, the game five, which was the you know it was a best of five series, went to game five against the Blue Jackets. They lost. They are cursed. They haven't won a playoff series since 2004. One of three things are going to happen. They'll get swept in the first round by the Lightning. Oh, by the way. And now they have to face the back-to-back defending champs in the first round. They're either going to get swept by the Lightning. They're either going to get up 3-0, 3-1 in the series and blow the series. Or they're going to go to a Game 7, be up big in the game and blow it in the game. Those are the three most painful ways to lose a series. And they will lose a series one of those three ways. Mark my words. I called it last year against the Canadians. I said they're gonna get up 3-0, 3-1 in the series, and then lose. What happened? They got up 3-1 in the series, lost three straight games to the goddamn Canadians, who are now one of the worst teams in the NHL. They are cursed. And on top of all of this, they have probably the toughest path to the final of any team. They take the defend back-to-back defending champions at home or sorry in the first round. They do have home ice advantage, though it looks like. Um, so that is a positive, but still, defending champs first round, and then the best team in the East likely in the second round in the Panthers. And that's, they have, so they have to get through the Lightning and the Panthers before they even have a shot at the Eastern Conference Finals. And then they're probably going to see, like, someone like the Hurricanes in the finals, or God forbid, the Boston Bruins. I can't take another loss to the Bruins in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? And then finally, last point because they're such a popular team, they're overvalued. The Leafs almost never have any betting value from a future standpoint, because they're such a popular team, they get pounded, especially at the offshore books. So Maple Leafs 10 to one third worst value to win the Stanley cup. With all of that being said, I've already placed a very sizable bet on them to win. So <laughs> not listening to my own advice, but if the Leafs make the Stanley cup final and if they're in position to win, I will be going to Toronto for it. Um, and my 10 to bet, Ten to one bet on the Maple Leafs would pay for the entire trip if they win the Stanley Cup. So, uh, and I've always made the promise to myself that if the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, I will be in Toronto to witness it because that city will burn to the ground. It will be glorious. I don't know if there's a city in professional sports that would go as crazy than Toronto would go if the Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup. Trust me on that. Okay, thirteenth, I got the Dallas Stars. As of recording this, they have a goal differential of minus 10 on the season. They'll likely be playing the Avalanche in the first round. So, yeah, they're 45 to 1. This team's not getting it done. They're just not a good team. They are just, and these next couple of teams are all wildcard teams. I think the playoffs are very top heavy this year. The only wildcard team I could even see going on a run would be the Bruins. So, 13 Dallas Stars, 45 to 1. 12 Nashville Predators, a 45 to 1. And then Washington Capitals, Capitals a 30 to 1. Uh, I think the I think the Capitals could still technically catch the Penguins. And then the Penguins would be the wildcard team. But I'm assuming the Capitals will be the wildcard team. I just I think the playoffs are top heavy. So even though these teams are a little bit further down the odds list, they gotta take on a one or two seed in their respective conferences. It's tough. Well, the only reason why I rank the predators ahead of the stars is because I think the predators will likely take on the flames first round. And if they do get past the Flames, a little bit of an easier path on that side of the bracket than the Central Division side of the bracket. Don't like the Capitals because I think in order for a Wild team to go on a run, you need good goaltending. And since January 1st, or 23rd in save percentage. So they don't have the goaltending to get it done to go on a dark horse run here. Usually in the playoffs, when a lower-seeded team goes on a run, it's because of their goaltending. Um, I remember back in, what was it, 2010, 2011, 2011, 2012, uh, when it was the Kings and the Coyotes, the 7-8 and eight seed, were in the Western Conference Finals. But it's because, well, and the Kings actually went on to win the Stanley Cup. Jonathan Quick stood in his head all playoffs. Um, Mike Smith stood in his head all playoffs for the for the Coyotes. Last year, the Montreal Canadiens, Carey Price led them all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. So it can happen, but you need good goaltending, and the Washington Capitals don't have it. Now the next team, number ten, the Florida Panthers, five to one. Just like I don't like the wild card teams in the playoffs, I don't like the number one seeds in the playoffs. Purely just from a betting value standpoint, just like the Avalanche, they sure they could go on and win. They're talented enough, they're skilled enough, but from a betting standpoint, there's just better value out there. And the Panthers, I will tell you, are going to be probably the most exciting team to watch in the playoffs because they play such a wide-open style of play, but that wide-open style of play generally does not do well in the postseason. You just leave yourself too susceptible on the defensive end, um, and then like you saw tonight, if they play a good defensive team like the Bruins, um, they run into trouble. Or they run into trouble if the opposing goalie has a good game. They're toast. Also, if they get past the first round, they'll face the winner of the Maple Leafs and the Lightning. That's not an easy path. You know, They'll probably play the Capitals in the first round. That should be relatively easy for them. But a lot of similarities to the Avalanche in terms of not a great path, no betting value. I'll stay away from the Florida Panthers. Then we have number nine, the Boston Bruins. The only wild wildcard team I think has a chance. Um, but tough bet at 16 to 1, though. I just don't think enough value there. My biggest concern about the Bruins is that they're 26th in shooting percentage since January 1st. Um, so they, they're having trouble putting the puck in the back of the net, but they're arguably the best defensive team in the NHL. So if you think defense wins championships, sure, place a bet on Boston at 16 to 1. I wouldn't be shocked if they go in a run. I don't think it will, but I wouldn't be shocked. Number eight, the Rangers. The New York Rangers, 16 to 1. Uh, some of you are probably surprised I have them up this high on the leaderboard because um, I've bet against them and I kind of shit on them all season. I call them frauds, but admittedly, I'll admit kind of when my opinion changes, they've played better between the blue lines the past couple of months. They have. start of the year, they're one of the worst teams in the NHL in advanced analytics. They picked it up. Uh, but still, through January 1st, 19th in Corsi percentage, 18th in expected goals, 4th. That's tough. But... Igor Shosturkin is by far the best goalie in the league right now. If he stands on his head, this could be a team where the goalie carries them far. Um, They're also on the easier side of the bracket in the Eastern Conference, so that helps them out a little bit. So we're getting to the portion of my rankings here where I'm seeing teams where I'm not betting on, but if you were to bet on them, I'm not going to fight you to death about it. I could see a uh, a future where the teams I'm talking about now go on a run and make the Stanley Cup Finals, but I'm staying away from the Rangers. Next is the Pittsburgh Pen- Penguins at seven; they are at eighteen to one. Only reason I'm really putting them above the Rangers is they have a better price at eighteen to one, as opposed to the Rangers at sixteen to one. So I think there's some better value there. They'll likely be playing against each other in the first round. Uh, obviously, the big thing for the Penguins is experience. Sidney Crosby. Uh, Genny Malkin. This team is loaded with guys who know how to get it done, with veterans, and that's big in the playoffs. They're also not a bad team. They're ranked just inside the top 10 and most advanced analytics. They've also done pretty well with their goaltending this year, fourth in save percentage. So don't hate the Penguins. It's just tough, though. I 18 to 1, I don't love it. But once again, these teams are teams where if you want to bet them, I'm not going to argue with you too much. Next on the list is the Tampa Bay Lightning. 10-1. To tough to argue against the back-to-back defending champs, but they do have a tough path to get there on the Atlantic side of the bracket. Uh, and they aren't the team that they were the past two years when they won, I don't think. Since January 1st, 11th in Corsi percentage, 9th in expected goals, 4. Just Still, solid numbers, not bad. Uh, but I have them ranked 6th in terms of betting value. Now, 10-1 is not a great price, especially with the tough path. they got the Leafs in the first round, and then likely the Panthers in the second round, so they're on the tough side of the bracket, but hey, they're back-to-back defending champions for a reason. Uh, Minnesota Wild are coming in at number 5 at 14-1. Like I said earlier, I actually think the Wild beat the Avalanche in the second round. But generally, I don't really have a lot of faith in these Western Conference, and any Western Conference team to beat the Eastern Conference. So you got a team who's at 14-1, who's gonna have to go through three tough battles of series before even getting to the cup final. That's tough. If I'm looking to bet on a Western Conference team, outside of the team I'm about to name, I want better odds than 14-1. Almost strictly because of how tough of a series it's going to get be against whatever team comes out of the East. But if you like a, how good of a shooting team, the blues are, I would rather bet on the Minnesota wild at 14 to one over the blues at whatever their price were. Cause the wild, are second in shooting percentage next to the blues this year. So almost just as good of a shooting team, but their advanced analytics are much better and they allow the fewest high danger scoring chances per 60 minutes since January. So, a very good defensive team as well. But, probably right outside the number where I would want to bet on them. But if you do, I would not blame you. I do think they beat the Avalanche in the second round. But I have them losing in the conference final to the team I'm about to name. Who is the Calgary Flames? Coming in at 4th, 8-1. to one. Now you're probably wondering, how is a team with 8-1 odds have betting value? Well, it's because I think they're the best team in the Western Conference. I think they're better than the Avalanche. So despite being third on the odds list, I still think they have some value at 8-1. And I think they're the only team that I could see beating the team that comes out of the East. Let me list some statistics for you. Since January 1st, third in coursey percentage, second in expected goals per 60 minutes, second in expected goals against per 60 minutes, ninth in shooting percentage, fifth in save percentage. Those right there are the numbers of a Stanley Cup winning team. Not only that, but I think they have an easier path to the final in the Pacific Division than they would if they played in the Central Division. I bet on them in uh, in January, right before they got Tyler Toffoli. I bet on them at 10-1 to to win the West, so I am heavily invested in them, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I think this is a very complete team. I think they're better than the Avalanche. I think they have an easier path than the Avalanche, so why bet on the Avalanche at plus 325 when you can bet on the Flames at 8-1? They are, in my opinion, the fourth best bet to make to win the Stanley Cup right now. Third on the list is, and this is going to sound, co- these next two teams I name are going to sound contradictive to everything I've just said, but Edmonton Oilers at 22-1, the Alberta rivals. But I need to be as clear as possible. We are talking betting value. I still think the Flames win this side of the bracket. I think they will, will beat the Oilers in the second round if they meet. Um, the Oilers do, in theory, and we'll get to this in a second, have, a, have an easy matchup in the King with the Kings in the first round. And they're still a pretty solid team. Seventh in Corsi percentage, sixth in expected goals per 60 minutes. A nice surprise of 14th of in expected goals against per 60 minutes, um, which is I know 14th doesn't sound great, but in the past few years they've ranked near the bottom in that category. Also Mike Smith has been fantastic as of late. Like he's hitting a stride at the perfect time. But once again, I'm going to reiterate this again. The reason why they're so high is betting value. I look at I look at these teams who are like the Wild 14 to 1, the Blues at 18 to 1, even teams in the East, the Bruins at 16 to 1, the Rangers at 16 to 1, the Penguins at 18 to 1. I think the Oilers hold value compared to all those teams at 22 to 1. Longer odds than all those teams, but I think just as good of a chance to go on a run than certainly I think they have a better chance than the Blues. I think they have a much better chance of going on a run than the Bruins and the Penguins, and they're at 22 to 1. I think betting value, once again, I still think the Flames are the team to beat in the West, but betting value, I like the Oilers at 22 to 1, and that point goes even further with my second team to bet on to win the Stanley Cup if we are talking betting value the Los Angeles Kings at 60 to 1 they have the longest odds to win the Stanley Cup by far this is probably a surprising pick to to many of you but probably actually not that surprising for anyone who's followed my NHL picks this season because I've been in love with betting on the Los Angeles Kings Betting value, 60-1, 6-0-1. The reason why I like them is because they are a fantastic team in advanced analytics. And I get seduced by advanced analytics. Since January 1st, listen to this, since January 1st, 4th in the NHL and Corsi percentage. 4th in expected goals per 60 minutes. 7th in expected goals against per 60 minutes. 5th. And high danger scoring chances, 14th, and high danger scoring chances against. Now, the reason why the record is what it is, and the reason why they're 60 to 1 is because they're 29th in shooting percentage and 24th in save percentage. So, they do all of the complicated things right, but they just can't put the puck in the net and they can't stop a beach ball. (laughs) But. I mean, you can't look past those at advanced analytics. Between the blue lines, they're beating up on teams. But their their shooting is not accurate and their goaltending has been bad. But if they can, you know, get some hot goaltending, if they start converting some of their shots, maybe their sticks get a little hot here. They're a sneaky play at 60 to 1. And I'm gonna say it for the millionth time, these rankings are based on betting value. Not that I'm not ranking these teams worst to best. I'm talking betting value. 60 to 1 for the Kings. So if they get by the Oilers, obviously they take on the flames, which would be tough. Like it's not an easy path. But 60 to 1. They have the advanced analytics to back it up. They just need to be able to sharpen their shooting, sharpen their goaltending. They could, in theory, get it done. They've done it before as an eight seed. Uh, number one team. The team that, if you come and ask me, Ian, who should I bet on to win the Stanley Cup? In my opinion, it is the Carolina Hurricanes at 12-1. to 1. I think they're the best and most complete team in the NHL. They're on the easier side of the bracket in the Eastern Conference, but yet they're sixth on the odds list to win it all. You're talking about betting value, evaluation, advanced analytics. They check basically every single box. Since January 1st, 1st. In the NHL in Corsi percentage. I'll say that again. They are the best team in the NHL this season in Corsi percentage. Look up what Corsi percentage is. It's basically every single type of shot combined into one. And then you subtract the amount of times against you. It counts block shots, missed shot, like when you miss the net. It's generally used as an indication of possession. They're first in the NHL. I love Corsi percentage. It is a very... Polarizing stats. Some people hate it, some people love it. I love it, and they're the best team in the NHL in Corsi percentage. But if you want more advanced analytics, they are third in expected goals per 60 minutes, fourth in expected goals against per 60 minutes, second in high danger scoring chances. This is the best team in the NHL. I will, I will say, since January, their shooting has been down a little bit 19th in shooting percentage. That does give me that's the only thing of theirs that makes me pause a little bit, but outside of that. I think the Carolina Hurricanes are the team to beat heading into the playoffs, and they are on the easier side of the bracket. I actually think their toughest matchup might actually be the first round against the Bruins, and then they'll take on the winner of the Rangers and the Penguins in the second round, and then in the Eastern Conference Final, they'll take on whatever team comes out of the Atlantic division after those teams just beat each other up. So 12-1, to love that value. Carolina Hurricanes to win the Stanley Cup is my best bet. There you have it. It gave you some NFL draft props. I gave you some my breakdown of every NHL playoff team. Uh, I hope something doesn't create crazy. I hope s- nothing crazy happens these last couple days. And then like the Golden Knights get in, and one of the other teams don't get in, that would suck, and I'd feel like an idiot. Um, but also to be fair, I called all season the Golden Knights were, we're I, like they were like they started the season like second on the odds list to win the Stanley Cup. They're not a good team. And not making the the playoffs in the Pacific Division in the Western Conference this year is an embarrassment. They should be ashamed of themselves. Carolina Hurricanes 12-1 best bet to win the Stanley Cup. All right, best of luck with your NFL draft picks, prop bets. Best of luck if you're betting on the NBA playoffs. If you want to see my golf picks this week, I did uh, this week's episode of Green on the Greens with Cody Williams. Check that out on my Twitter. Uh, I think that's everything. Good luck, everyone. Love you all. I will talk to you all probably next week and maybe we'll dive, we'll dive into some series odds and prices and bets for the NHL playoffs. Talk to you then. Good luck. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator